Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt and nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls, we speak the language. Primo's. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host, this is Susie Roloff. Hey guys, welcome back to the Adventures with Outdoor Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Susie Roloff, and today I've got my next epic guest. I've got Mr. Martin... Wick here, who lives uh, up in uh, Minocqua, Wisconsin, and uh, he is his own um, business guy. He is a uh, Quick Graphics, and uh, if you guys don't know uh, Mr. Jay Wallen, um, he's got a new logo uh, on uh, behalf of Quick Graphics, and uh, he's also got some awesome adventures that he does. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to let uh, Mr. Martin talk here about who he is, what he does, and go from there. All right. Hey, thanks, Susie. I appreciate it very much. Uh, yeah, Martin Quick. I am a graphic designer. been doing it since, oh, too long, 25, <laughs> getting up to be 25 years, and uh, residing up here in the land of more lakes than Minnesota has. <laughs> we have 15,000. They're smaller, but we have more. Yep. So, uh <laughs> yeah and uh so i don't know avid angler avid artist and uh like to adventure as much as i can so awesome awesome um you, sorry go, go ahead, ahead. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um so yeah um let's see here so i know that um you did a great lake kite fishing series logo for them when they redesigned theirs and uh, you also redes or, uh, did uh, Mr. J. Wallen's logo, which was pretty awesome. And uh, he's currently working on a logo for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, working on a logo for you too. And I actually, I did one for uh, Barry Davis as well. Yeah, uh, he's got his little bearded logo. It's uh, the one that I created for him too. And it's getting pumped out and pushed out everywhere. On uh, He's got decals on his truck now. He's got shirts. He's got hats. So it's kind of a neat, that's a huge thing for me is when you see that someone like you, once you eventually get that logo, we're going to get your polished up a little bit more here. But once you see that person and they, and they're pumping on the, everything they own, 
it just gives me a warm and fuzzy too as a designer because you know they're proud. They're like, yeah, this is mine. This is this is my brand. This is my image. So that is huge to me. I love that. You know. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, you've been uh, you've been awesome to work with so far. You know, I mean, we started out with um, kind of like four basic uh, kind of basic designs, you know, and I'm like, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. But I do like this. And I like that, you know, and <laughs> we've been through how many edits now so far. So, and, yeah, I mean, you just keep, keep chugging along. <laughs> we're going to keep that in a down low because <laughs> how many edits I've done. Um, usually uh, the logo process is that I usually hand you three to four designs. And then you get three to four revisions only. So like from that set, you get another set of revisions up to four more revisions. After that, I usually start saying, hey, this is at a point where I'm going to, you know, have to look into billing you a little extra because we're going further and we're not reaching where you need to be. And usually in most cases, Susie, I can get that in that three to four revisions. (laughs) (laughs) I just might be a difficult customer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, I, I actually, uh, truth be told with her, I took a little bit different route. I usually do everything in black and white first. And then I give you, once you're like, oh, I love this. Okay, but now I want to see these colors. And then we start to integrate color. Because if you like it in black and white, and then once you add color, you're just like, oh. Right. And then all of a sudden, it kind of hits you differently. And now it's your, now it's starting to really feel like yours. And we built it into what you're looking for instead of giving you a whole plethora of designs and colors like I did and really messing your brain up. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do apologize. It's a little bit different procedure, but uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it was still awesome either way. You know, I mean, you always gotta kind of get creative a little bit sometimes too. Yeah. So and, and sometimes you know I'm trying to be nice, and I think I'm giving you more by doing that, and really, it's unindating you with so much that you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. You know. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's a careful process, you know. And the, my end game is that, like like with, you know, Jay Wallen and Barry Davis, as I see people like that, and they now they're using a logo on their social media, they're using it everywhere. And again, again that gives me a warm and fuzzy, because that's some of my artwork that's getting pushed out around. And yep. uh, I, that, yeah, in the in the end of it all, it gives, makes me feel good. And I consistently have, uh, I've done stuff for. A couple different places where I, hey, can you do this for this? And it's little stuff for the fishing industry. Um, another one that up here is uh, Brian Schultz. He makes, uh, he's called it Bass Nut Lures. And I, you know, he had a logo for years and I kind of retouched that and remodified it. And uh, he makes some pretty cool creature baits. So that was another one too. And it's got a nice American logo feel. So nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely some good. Uh... Good insight on that too. And uh, let's see here. So um, you are part of a fishing team, right? Uh, are you still part of a fishing team or is that still kind of? Well, it depends on how you mean it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'd like to be, I guess I, I consider myself, you know, there's a little group here. There's coontail fishing up here in Northern mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Um, I've been on and off haven't really solidified anything we haven't done anything back and forth um they're good people love them to death but we just haven't really like here's a contractor made something like this is what i'm gonna do for you this is what you're gonna do for me let's you know it's kind of been like on a handshake and like oh i'll promote you once in a while <laughs> you know what i mean yep. so i i'm you know it's something where i know too even when i do logos you got to establish some kind of contract even though you may be great friends it helps everything in the long run that you're going to work better and more smoothly together um you both feel like you gain something when you're all done too Right. So, yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Happen. So 
those uh, good professional relationships are uh, always helpful. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. There's uh, there's a place up too that uh, Vickers Eye Care in Northern Wisconsin is both a friend, an angler, and a customer. And we, you know, do a lot of bartering, working back and forth. And again, he's he's definitely a professional character, and uh, he's been helping out a lot with me and my fishing and his. You know, we go back and forth. I love it. It's uh, that kind of stuff that helps too. But that's all handshake. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vickers. Yeah, he's a he's a good fellow. Uh, you guys had uh, kind of uh, given me some insight on a couple different places to fish when I was up there uh, in Monaco last year. I was uh, kind of having some fun fishing uh, before the Great Lakes tournament up there, and uh, you guys put me on a pretty awesome lake up there. And then, of course, you know, Greg Vickers had to come to my rescue because of my embedded yeah. hook. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was great. And I, I love all the footage, uh, just little photos of you like, yeah, here I am. Look in the hand. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> On the middle of this lake that I had to portage like, you know, almost a mile to, you know, I'm like, how am I going to do this? So, yeah, that's a lot of fun. But uh... and, and feed them for a lifetime and also send them to the hospital with hooks in their hands for a lifetime. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh gosh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, I know you've been uh, working on this Angler One um, thing. So uh, tell us more about that and what you did last year and what you got plans for to do with it this year. Yeah, uh, Angler One. My it was an idea just to uh, I guess move people. It, multifaceted, if you will. It's a just a good deed thing. It's it's called one, but my actual tagline is going to be angler one to move a million. And so, you know what I mean? It's kind of, but I never, I thought angler one marketing, keep it simple. People will respond to that, react to it. Once I get it built up a little bit, then I can maybe throw in my tagline of to move a million angler one to move a million kind of catchy. Um, and the idea was to get people to do, uh, you know, like raising funds for honor flight, donating goods. There's a lot of kayak industry stuff. It has exploded so much. And I see so much potential for so many people that are wanting to get into it. If we can create good vibes, both, you know, like, hey, there's so many uh, programs out there, for, you know, where's in the water, all these different venues. And I just want to thought, you know, if you're going to go off this planet, do something that makes you when you're all when you're when you're about to, you know, go to the light that that you did some good, you know, and I thought, well, OK, this I'm going to make Angler One do that. I want to make it so when I'm down the road, I go, I raised this much money, I did this, I feel good, I can now die and go, yep, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, Angler One was based on the premise of two. In doing graphic design, running my own business, you should always do public relations. You should do something where you're giving back to the community in some way. And so that's kind of how this all started up. And and I, the more I got into it, the more I loved it, and I want to do more with it. So I started off another branch of that, and I called it the mob, and I call it Masters of Backwater. I know this is a lot. I, I got my hands in too many. So I can <laughs> simplify. But uh, the mob is Masters of Backwater, and it's I call it like the professional group of people, like in the old gangster days, that want to clean up the water, you know, do the good deeds. You know, like when they started professionalizing and actually helping out people, becoming a business in a good way, don't take this bad, you know, but uh, – that now we're cleaning up the waterways and we're doing stuff. So I made some cool stickers and I got a nice logo for it. And uh, so I, I really, Angler One is also doing good deeds of cleaning up waterways when we use them. So in 
February, or sorry, uh, May when it starts to warm up up here. I've got a river trip planned, and I want to get as many people as I can on the Wisconsin River to go down. And at each dam, or I don't care if you see a little bag or a wrapper floating in the water, everyone by the end of this trip better have a couple baggies to set up. And I've already got a person designated to stop at each dam and pick up garbage bags filled with the garbage that we're going to leave packed up and ready to be hauled away. So, and I think there's one, two, three, three portages, and then a final destination of a pretty big campground in Merrill, Wisconsin. But um, the whole idea is that we're going to be learning fishing, kayaking, canoeing, a little bit of white water in there, a little bit of rugged stuff, the portaging. It's the whole the whole enchilada. But at, at the end of it, too, the idea of this is that we're going to hopefully have a kayak donated by someone and all the people that are coming on the trip are going to push it online and social media in every facet they can and pump out a digital uh, raffle. And we can raffle off a whole bunch of tickets and give that money to Honor Flight. So, so that's the gearing. That's the whole idea. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. I mean, you know, yeah. when coming, up with, <laughs> with coming up with ideas and stuff like that, you know, go big or go home, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so last year, do you remember like how much you raised, how many people yeah. you had involved, all that? Yeah. I actually took. I, it wasn't last year. The year before is when I did my first trip down. I actually was just going for longevity. I was trying to see if people you know like do a pay by the mile, and not many people respond to that. So I just got a kayak donated from uh, actually New Canoe, and awesome. uh, yeah, it was their new Flint actually. And then I had a guy retrofit it with some cool lights and LED pack system so he could light it up and then it has solar panel. It was all decked out with a bunch of little trinkets, things that were donated. And in the end, uh, I, my first one run, I only raised, well, to me, it's only, I wanted 5K. I wanted more to donate, but uh, I, I raised a little over 2,200. Wow, that's that's pretty good though for your yeah. first year. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. I uh, my first time ever doing a raffle and kind of and and it's weird because when people like oh a raffle whatever and they buy a raffle ticket. On this on my side of it, the people you talk to, the people you try to engage, inspire, and that you try to motivate. And when you when you want a 5K goal, you're like ah oh, oh. all the, I put in hundreds of hours talking, meeting, greeting, and I oh, I should have just worked really hard and donated that money myself. you know so uh there's a little you know but the the whole journey of the entire thing what i did is i started at the wisconsin river i started at the rainbow flow edge and i kayaked down past stevens point all in the kayak foraging the entire way i spent one night in a house in wausau because that's where i live so as i portaged all the way down most of the time i spent the night on a shoreline in a in a nice sleeping bag and a mosquito net. Didn't even if it was no rain, I slept out and on the ground and I on an air mattress. Don't get that wrong. Gotta have my air mattress. I'm getting old. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not that thing. <laughs> but uh, the the whole journey honestly was just amazing. There's spots I I launched into some big uh, smallmouth and big some big pike and I was actually tagging those locations and putting them on Facebook. So I'm live feeding a lot of this stuff, a live feed. And I was thinking that's going to get people watching. They're going to be watching it because of these live feeds, catching fish and all this stuff. But it, and it had some pull. But eh, 
I think this year in actually having people come with and being a part of just a, a two day trip is really going to be more inspirational too. Cause I can talk to them and they can feel the emotion behind it more directly. Um, when it's all done through the media. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. 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 That'll be awesome. You know what I mean? You know, and even with those people too, you know, maybe try to encourage them to go live on Facebook too. You know, they'll have people, watching and looking too you know more people seeing it right yep exactly admin access yeah giving them admin access letting them do live feeds multiple things so we can maybe live feed each other in the middle of a fish battle or something (laughs) right (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome right yeah because i mean who doesn't want to see somebody battling a monster pike or you know like a five pound smolly up there i mean you guys have like amazing fisheries up there this section of the Wisconsin River that I'm wanting to take these people on, there's a couple spots in it that have got, I mean, trophy smallmouth. Oh. Uh, I caught one last year that uh, I, and I can't find it. It me out so bad. I think I met, didn't even film it, but it, it had big black spots on it, pure black. So it almost looked like a grouper. It had such oddball patterns. And it, wow. was, a, it was a 20 and a half inch giant, smally, thick, yes. big, fat. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, I got that all on film. I got all on film. I was so happy. I got off the water. Nothing. I'm like, what? (laughs) And anyhow, but there's some trophy smallmouth through one section. There's an area that's very well known for tigers, tiger muskie. Yeah, and that's on Lake Alexander. It's just after a semi-crappy short stretch of rapids. Right after that, there's a couple of islands and banks and another river that dumps in. And there's uh, a good chance if you're throwing a bucktail or something that you can pop out a, a muskie, a tiger too. My very first time ever through it that I did this trip, it was only about a 30-incher, but I got a tiger. Somebody nice. said, oh, this spot right here, you got to hit that. And I did. Tiger. So <laughs> um, it, there's, I, I had probably, a, I thought it was a muskie too at one point. And, and I love it. It's all over kayaks. I'm just... You know, everything's closer. It's more lovable. <laughs> but uh, I thought I was fighting in a, a decent muskie. And as it came up and turned next to the boat, it was a pike. Um, big northern pike. I mean, 40 inch. And right as it turned right by the kayak, I tried to sweep around with it to, because it was coming right around the nose. The line bounced off the front of my kayak just a little bit with all that gear on it. Gone. Oh, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, you know, every time, and we all know this 100%, any person's ever kayak fish and tried to film it. If you catch a fish, it's not working. (laughs) Your film is not running. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the curse up there. It's just like, oh, yeah, your camera shows that it's recording, but it's really not. (laughs) Yeah. Or the second you're for sure, you see the red light, you know it's recording. You won't get a fish for three hours. The battery runs dead. Oh, fish on. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a, every angler's uh, problem. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh, I'm going to record and nothing, nothing. Yep, as soon as the battery goes dead, then it's like fish on. It's just like, yeah. really? <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, on a side note, too, I just want to say it. This stretch of the river that I'm, I kind of set up, it's really comfy. Um, we'll be starting off at a dam below the dam, so no portage there. We go down and right away, there's a place called Aquatic Arts. They deal with a lot of kayaks. Stop there for general bait, supplies, ideas. If I can, you know, it's me helping them out. 
But then from there, you can just fish, check out scenery. If you're not an angler, you can go down and work it. And then we'll just, the next spot is a dam. It's a very easy portage. And this time of the year, smallmouth and pike are coming up in the shallows. And you can just run a fluke or something like that and just tweak it through the water along the trees. And it, it's it's on. Um, so it's a good time. And right below the dam, if they want to, they can try to soak for, for walleye too that time of year. So it's really a, a perfect time of year. And then once you get past that dam, the fir- our very first portage, the next section is that where I had on that big smallmouth. Several times I've gone through there now and picked up 20 inches. So <laughs> it's very feasible for someone on this trip to get their first 20-inch smallie. Oh, um, nice. And uh, just below that smallmouth area is where there's some flats, and that big pike nailed me too. So, um, and then it's just a great, great section of water. So I'm, I'm hoping lots of people come and fish. And like I said, if they don't want to fish, they can watch the anglers and then we'll cook, we'll fillet and cook them up to good, some good, some good springtime fish. And yeah. And raise money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's, that's the ideas. I want to, I do want this to be like a five, $5,000 raffle if we can do it i know it's one kayak but if we can raise 5k i just that'll give me a warm and fuzz that's the next stage i want at least upgrade and what part of my thing is i want people's input on this from this podcast if they can do it that'd be great is that i want uh input like if we do this trip my plan was to keep on going like i did last time and see how far i can go in the next week and a half so i'd actually be living on that waterway going down river for another week and a half and the whole time doing live feeds. And if people want to join through, if they have time off, they want to connect part of the waterway, I'm all for it. So Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, that definitely sounds like an awesome adventure. Um, how many miles would you say that you would, well, I guess maybe how many miles did you do last year and how many miles are you hopefully yeah. trying to do I this did, year? I did approximately, the first time I ever did it, I did right around 100, I think it was 146, 150 miles, somewhere right in there. Wow. And how many days did that take you? Uh, That was nine. On the ninth day at noon, I was done because my battery pack, actually the solar system I had was not quite up to par and I couldn't keep my anything charged anymore. Oh no. (laughs) I I messed something up. Let's just put it that way. I think (laughs) I did. So it was a learning curve. Next Mm -hmm. time I'll be more, I'll have a little bit better set up for keeping things charged because if you don't have a charged phone you're not doing live feed right yeah and that yeah. was the whole thing i'm like if i can't do live feed i'm just floating for no reason <laughs> right exactly you yeah, I mean? yeah i'm not everything. promoting during the entire i'm not i'm still floating for a reason but to raise money but no one knows anymore like where'd he go <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah nice um, so yeah, so, uh, for those who are interested in, uh, joining you, what, uh, gear would you, uh, maybe suggest that they have or, um, anything that they need to come prepared with or anything, or just bring their kayak and fishing gear? Are they ready to go? Yeah. You know, and it's that time of year where there could be some rain. So definitely rain gear. Um, if you're gonna, if you plan on staying the night or just doing a one day run, plan accordingly with that. If you know you're going to spend the night somewhere, you know, have a small tent or at least a waterproof, they call a bivy or, uh, you know, sleeping bag. Um, I honestly, I, I, I like roughing it and I'll bring a tarp at times and just make sure it covers up my head. I don't care if my, you know, uh, some good shoes, you know, if you're going to get in and out of the water, you're going to want some waterproof. 
uh, shoes. And I always recommend a couple pairs of socks. If you do get wet, it's always to have a nice dry pair. It's that time of year again. It's towards the end of May, but you know, I slept fine, but somebody else might be like, uh, it's 40 degrees and I'm, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> right. Yep. You know, I woke up and there was, there was, uh, one night that there was frost in the water and that was gone very quickly. But then there was just this illuminating fog rising from the water in the morning. And I'm like, ah, dude. So that's something too. If they want to check out some of my previous videos, they can go to angler one on Facebook and find it right away. It's pretty easy, blue and green logo with a A for angler that kind of looks like the front end of a kayak. Okay. So, and also Star Trek, I noticed from someone telling me that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, they can go and see some of the older videos and see some of those moments too, uh, that, that there was fog coming off the water. I got some of that stuff, of course, because there's no fish involved. Um, <laughs> Right. Well, hey, sometimes, you know, it's not always about the fishing, you know, sometimes just the, the scenery and being outdoors and being out in the water and just being out in nature in itself, too, you know, is just all that I could need sometimes, you know, because yeah. just, you know, getting away from, you know, civilization and people and, you know, just the noise of everything and just getting out to the quiet serenity is, you know, basically all you need sometimes. Huge, You know, and that's that's key. And I, I'll say this for I've heard it quite a few times from the ladies as they're like, you know what? I'm not thinking about doing this. I'm not thinking about doing that about partying. I want wine and a silent room. (laughs) (laughs) No one can come and talk to me. And I I relate that to the fishing is sometimes, you know, you can go off into a corner in your kayak and paddle and those subtle sounds of the paddles hitting the water and a brisk morning. And, you know, yeah, it's, there was so many times during that nine day trip that I woke up and I was like, there's no one around the water's glass. There's fog raising off of it. And I'm like, this is what it's about right here. Fishing or not fishing. This is it. Pure serenity. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's mm, love. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's that passion right there, you know? It just, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, if, uh, if uh, you know, watchers and listeners are wanting to uh, donate in some way, shape, or form, uh, what's the best way that they can go about doing that? I would say you can just direct message me on Angler One. Um, okay. I can be, I'll definitely give my email address here too. And uh, that's uh, K is in Kilo. And my last name is Quick. It's K-W-I-C-K, D is in Dog, R-A-W, Quick Draw at gmail.com go ahead and send your information there if you got any ideas for donations or something everything that you donate is going to go towards the honor flight we're going to put it into a raffle package of some sort some way and i will guarantee you i'll make a video about any donation and post it on that facebook and also youtube i'll be doing both so uh, uh there's also angler one on youtube all spelled out and every last year when i did the videos Everything that everyone donated, I made sure I laid it out, showed what it was, and they even got to see the winning person video getting all of that gear. So that awesome. way there's some a little bit of contract in there. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though it's good, people want to know that their stuff is being donated to a good cause and that it went and that it's been done. So I right. try to make sure it's 100% done. Right, yeah, because, you know, it. You, you hear about, you know, raffles and giveaways all the time, but, you know, you don't always get to see those awesome prizes like being given to the person or being used by the people who won them so like having that part in there is pretty huge also 
Yep, yep. And I actually followed up with the one gal who won, or actually both of them. There was a go boat, which was donated by a place out of Oklahoma. It's basically an inner tube with this whole mesh or this whole plastic insert that goes inside with the trolling motor. It's basically a bumper boat that was donated <laughs> as well too, like a $350 donation. And a, a girl won that out of Wausau and another girl won out of uh, Antigo. And uh, she won the kayak with all the camping gear, tents, you know, a fishing pole, lures, everything. It was, it was awesome package. And awesome. Uh, I, checked, I checked up with both of them a year later. And both said, yeah, my kid's still using the, the, the go boat. It was great. It was fun. And the other girl says, oh, yeah, I've been using it. Love it. You know, and that I'm like, okay, that's cool for me. So it was uh, warm and fuzzy on that side of things, too. A year later, and you talk to them, and they're like, yeah, thanks so much. That was cool. That's awesome. And next time you do a raffle by doing those little touch-ups, they're going to like, this raffle is awesome, too. So mm -hmm. they're going to talk about it if you do another one, which is huge. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's always good to, you know, follow up with the people who have been part of it, too, in the past, you know, because, you know, sometimes you hear about people who win these big things and then you never hear or see them again, you know, but yeah, it's, it's always it's good to keep those connections and keep those people active with exactly. everything, too. So, yeah. And they're, they're obviously the people that, you know, they care, too. They bought tickets. So right. It, you know, it's it's good to have that kind of people around. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, on uh, the last, uh, you know, two uh, uh, trips that you did, um, what would you say was your most, what was your best day and what was your worst day? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'd say the best day was when I actually had uh, a friend of mine, Charlie Shewitt. He actually came out and he had his kid dress up in a dinosaur costume with inflatable ones yes! on the river. He knew we were going to be coming through. He's like, hey, where are you at? I'm like, okay. And he had his kid out there in that dinosaur costume. It's in the video. And he had Subway sandwiches in a net. And then a little sign he made that said, you know, come and get them if you can. You know, it's like a dinosaur and you got Subway waiting, but be scared, you know. So, yeah, so we stop and he's got Subway sandwiches as we're floating down this river by a bridge. And I'm like laughing my butt off, you know, I'm like, really, dude. So a couple of my good friends stopped out on that river passage and, and, and made that a fun little stopping point with some good grub and their kid was having fun. And I had another friend that was coming with me in the first part of the voyage. So there was like, you know, five or six of us all standing in shoreline, having a good laugh and it appreciated, you know, that's the kind of stuff that is cool. And uh, Vickers too, he even think it brought me some subway in a different part of the trip. So Little stuff like that, you know, when you have people that catch you off guard, that's the best. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, who who can't have fun with an inflatable T Rex costume? <laughs> I mean, one showed up at my wedding. Um, awesome. uh, so you know, yeah, that 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 was awesome. That was that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> was your T Rex mean? Ours was he was silent like Silent Bob. He wasn't saying anything. No. Yeah. He he was pretty silent too. But I mean, he, you know, he was out there dancing with yeah. everybody on the dance floor and everything. So yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, this one this one gave a few swats at the subway sandwiches when we reached for them. So. <laughs> I don't know why most of the sandwiches were vegetarian. Right. <laughs> so, so so what you're saying is if people want to you know join you and you know they might be in costume that would be highly encouraged. <laughs> as as long as it probably works as you know you don't want to pack a lot on trips so as long as you can use it for keep you warm, 
and as a costume, go for it. Yeah, have fun. Right? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I might have some ideas and I might have some people I might be like, hey, you have to do this. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, what, it was a good deal. What um, would you so, say? Worst yeah, day. so on the opposite side. Yeah, the worst day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a couple days ahead of that. Um, there's a stretch, and it's actually one of the stretches that's going to be in this upcoming one. There is a, a dam that blocks up, and there's still all the old trees are in the water, and it literally almost looks like a porcupine's back. <laughs> it's just lots of lots and lots of trees up in the water in the Wisconsin River. And I'm just tooling around. I'm digging it. Like, this is so cool. I want to fish this. I'll probably lose every lure I've ever owned. But, you know, I'm going to fish. And I did a little bit. And then I just started cruising around. And that new canoe Flint has perfectly straight up and down scupper holes. And some of the grooves in the bottom are like line up right with it and go right to it. So as I'm cruising around, I come up and I just felt a little gunk. I'm like, oh, whatever. Well, that little sliver of tree lined up perfectly and stuck up inside my scupper hole in the exact <gasps> middle of my kayak. Oh, no. And I'm out in 15 foot of water. And I'm like, how? and it's like, I'm not kidding you. It'd be like setting a, trying to balance, you know, like a, a some, an apple on a pencil. You know what I mean? Yep. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, it was so perfectly balanced and I'm scared now. I'm like, I'm in 15 foot of water. There's nothing to grab onto. I'm trying to paddle forward, paddle back. And it's just rocking. It's teetering so bad. And I have a heavy kayak loaded with gear. Right. And it's tipsy as all get out. And I'm like, I'm stuck here. I'm going to have to call somebody to get me off this tree. I was there for an hour trying to MacGyver how to get off. I was I was uh, sticking the paddle down and trying to find the tree underneath and push up and off and trying to do different things. But it was so perfectly wedged. It was, I don't know, science. And... Uh, <laughs> So finally, I grabbed my anchor rope and I grabbed a couple of my musky lures and I tied up musky lures to that anchor rope and just wedged it in there. And I started throwing it out to a tree as far as I could and I couldn't quite reach it. But the wind was starting to pick up, which was great. So the wind was, I threw it out one direction and it, as the wind would sweep it, I'd let the rope kind of float it and it would sweep it over and grab the tree. And I pulled and it came off like, I don't know, 10 times. Couldn't grab that tree. Like, I'm done. I'm just done. It's an hour out here. Oh. I got to call somebody. So I tried that, finding that one last time, you know, and it, it finally hooked up in the tree just right. And I yanked myself off. And it was, I was like, oh my God, I'm free. I'm free. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, and this thing is not an easy, it's not an easy reservoir for someone to come out and save you. You know what I mean? It's It's a hike back in the woods for them to, take their truck to, it was just all the things that you didn't want to really happen. Right. So, but needless yeah. to say, I do have a few videos on my Facebook feed of me going, yeah, I'm screwed. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah. I've, uh, uh, I've had a couple incidences, uh, out at banner and, uh, you know, there's some shallow spots and there's a lot of, uh, tree stumps out there. And of course, you know, parts of banner are pretty murky and, um, depending on the water level and time of year, you know, in my outback, I would just be cruising along and then all of a sudden I would just stop and I'd be like, 
yeah, I'm on something now. And like, <laughs> it's just like, it's so weird how it happens because it is, it's like you just perfectly get balanced like out of nowhere. And I'm like moving side to side and front and back. I was like, how in the heck am I on this thing? So I have to like get my paddle out and like stick in the mud and like push up and rock and everything. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really nice you had that stick and mud and stuff below you. <laughs> right, yeah, to get some leverage. But you, when you got 15 feet of water, you're like, I got nothing to push on here. I know, that was the, that was the thing. I'm like, like I said, I was trying to feel the tree underneath me and try to feel like another limb or something right. that could get me some push off. And I shimmied that thing underneath me for, ugh. I'll take mud and rock and dirt. I don't care if it's four feet down. I could have hopped out and pushed out, but I dropped right. the weight down. I'm like, this is too deep. I can't do nothing. Right. I was literally thinking about, and it was just cold enough. I was thinking about taking off all my gear, you know, like undressing and jumping out in the water, oh. grab onto the tree underneath, press the mm -hmm. kayak up and then off. But I thought, now I got to crawl back in my kayak in a tree field. I, what if I get hung up in another tree? What if I get personally caught? I'm like this, oh. Right, yeah, so many bad situations could happen from yeah. that. All right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, life, life lesson is if you're in a tree field and you're out paddling, stay clear of every possible thing you can. <laughs> The river or have an escape plan. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Get like a, you know, like a, half pound anchor or something just whip it yes. on shore to try your pull yourself back in or something yeah. you know yeah wow <laughs> that's crazy we're trying to get uh what's that cartoon character uh shoot whatever we don't care we just need someone to pull us off that darn thing <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> oh. oh gosh oh, yeah. um what are the uh what's the water temperatures like uh in may up there are they like 50s 60s uh, I think right about then, yeah, the end of May, it's usually pretty good because the, the bass are just starting to want to spawn. The, the largemouth are just starting to do their thing or wanting to do their thing. Usually mm -hmm. they're all done by the first week in June. So at the end of May, you know, should be good to, to rock and roll. Uh, so the water temp is usually around 50 to 55 in that time. Mm -hmm. Everyone gets all freaked out. Like, Marty, it's going to be so cold. I'm like, my very first run, nine days. I had one night that I got a little bit cool and I just wear my long johns and my sleeping bag. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I was fine. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'll get down. Usually, I think in the 40s is the worst, mm -hmm. you know, and most people, if they're, they have a decent sleeping bag, that's you can sleep comfy. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, having proper gear is really important, too. You know, I always like to preach cotton kills. Don't wear it. <laughs> Stay yeah. away from it, especially with a sleeping bag, too. Um, you know, you usually want to go for like a down sleeping bag or a um, like a poly pro blend. I can't remember yeah. what they're. But uh, yeah. And then same thing with layers, too. You know, use your base layers. You know, you want that poly pro blend. You want that fleece. You want that wool. Stay away from cotton. I learned that yeah. the hard way. Like <laughs> yeah. big time. I was uh, doing a, um, a a field trip when I went to Western. We went out to Wyoming. It was like like the southeastern corner or something to do like a rock climbing training course type thing. And, uh, you know, the instructor just assumed everybody knew how to uh, pack proper gear. But, you know. Man, <laughs> <laughs> but um no i had just 
a cotton sleeping bag. You know, I brought like sweatpants and sweatshirts. It's all cotton. I didn't know anything. I didn't know any better. And I froze every night for uh, like five or six days or something oh. like that. It was brutal. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God. So I was like, never again from that. I was like, yeah. never again. I, I learned the hard way. So yeah, it's, it's, it really does matter. I mean, it's one of those things I, I love outdoor sleeping. I don't mind it. Again, if I have my, and I always recommend, uh, I think it's called climate with a K K L Y M A T E climate, uh, airbags. Mm -hmm. There's a couple different kinds you can get. They're usually around 80 to a hundred dollars, but I gotta, I gotta throw it to them. I love their sleeping mat. It takes like 12 good breaths and it's inflated and nice. yeah, it's, it's super easy to inflate. Uh, it's, it rolls up super small, durable. Uh, and it, I had a 250 pound buddy of mine right in the store. I blew it up in the store saying, dude, try this. And on a cement floor, and it only looks like it's in, you know, maybe an inch and a half thick, mm -hmm. but the way the air channels work in it, he could, he roll on his side, he laid on his back and he never once touched that cement floor. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yet it contours you really good. And so I tried it years ago in the boundary waters and I, I was instantly, I'm like, oh, I'm never sleeping without this again on the ground. So it goes nice. with me on every trip I go with. Nice. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You're going to sleep, sleep, not on the ground. And anytime, no. you, <laughs> if you want to sleep warmer too, though, create an air buffer between you and the ground. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You learn that too, you know, depending on, you know, again, where you're at and where you're staying. But uh, I yeah. also did a, um, a, a week long um, thing out in Utah. Um, you know, it was warm enough to where we could just sleep right on the ground and not have to worry about anything. But like I've had other, like when I did a uh, summer camp out in Colorado for two summers, um, having a sleeping pad was vital. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. oh, that's speaking of like survival and stuff. Uh, anytime we go on a, like a river trip, I always say pack as light as you can, because when you have to portage, there's one portage in this part and this trip that we're doing here in May that is probably about a quarter of a mile. It's all downhill, but it's it's a lengthy stretch, you know? Um, so the lighter you pack, the better. If people have any of those water purifiers, or you can do it out of a bottle, or something. I've seen people bring one gallon jugs and try to drink that for two days. I'm like, don't, just don't. Right, they yeah. Bring, or they bring their, their bag of singular bottles i'm like no oh, no that's just causing more weight <laughs> yeah you can yeah. buy the 75 dollar um what what God, i used to have one it's like a mrs or something like that you just yeah. put it in the water and you pump it and you just yeah. attach your nalgene to it and it fills yep. it up and that's all you well, gotta yeah. do there's, i mean there's that uh was it life straw it's yeah 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 yep 20 mm -hmm. bucks 20 30 bucks and you've got something you can go right down the water but now they got like a miniature version you can screw on the cap of a water bottle yep i mean yep. handy you know you, you fill the water bottle with that you screw on the cap and you drink from that elongated snout and you've yep. got friendly, and people are still weird about that but i tell you what it's it, it, they work right yeah i mean they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to sell them if they didn't work like people would be getting sick left yeah. and right if they didn't work and it's so much better than hauling water with you yes you know, oh, yeah yeah. When you when you have to portage a couple gallons of water, <laughs> <laughs> then you're just like, no, nah, never yeah. again, <laughs> never <Yeah>. again. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, 
And on this trip, I would recommend anybody that's going to do it, if they're going to fish, that they bring a few leaders. Because there will be pike. I can guarantee there will be pike, uh, especially get down to the main lake at the end of the trip. Uh, there's lots of pike. The last time I did it, I have one spot where I did some footage, and I think I ended up with like 30 or 40 pike. So it was insane. And top water, working flukes. Yeah, and you'd be in three, two, three foot of water where there's just about the weeds are just starting to green at the bottom, you know, where they're starting to sprout up, and it's a little ledge, and they're all hovering around that. So, yeah, there's going to be some of that kind of stuff going on, too. So bring some leaders, unless you don't like your lures. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, that sounds uh, like a lot of fun. And uh, we'll definitely have uh, all the links to uh, everything uh, linked in the video here where you can go and look at uh, last year's videos and such and uh, figure out how to get in touch with uh, Martin to uh, maybe donate, um, whatever it may be. Uh, let's see here. What else do I have for you today? Um, let's see. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see here. Fishing related. What, um, what is your favorite species you like to fish for? And honestly, it's, it's always a toss up between bass and pike. Yeah. I, you know, I got, I, if you don't love topwater explosions, you're not an angler, but I'm, <laughs> I'm spoiled. You know, I, I've got lakes that I can go to up here now that, you know, I've had 30 and 40 fish days, all topwater, oh. you know, and you can see, and one of them is so shallow and the fit, you can see the weight coming, you know, for a long ways away. And you're just like, here it goes, here it goes, here it goes, sploosh, yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So, and, and I do love to eat pike, you know, they're, they're that white flaky meat, you know, and more and more people are eating them. So, but uh, honestly, those two fish, if I can target them, great, you know, it's faves. And I definitely don't mind going for muskie in the fall. Right. You know, that's, they're, they're a little easier to catch. Yes. But they're also, oh, just fun. So, <laughs> yeah. You, um, what's your biggest muskie? 42 and three eighths. And that was out of the, now th this is kind of a fun one because this is my, when I just started kayak fishing, I, I started kayak fishing and then I, uh, I had this little blue sit in and I mounted a board across the top so I could sit on top and put my tackle underneath. And I was fishing out of it like that. And I loved it. I loved how you could just get in a place that you could do things you could normally never do with a boat, you know? So I got up in this lake and my buddy says, oh yeah, if you're going to do this, you got to go to this lake. I'm like, all right, I want my first 40 inch muskie out of my kayak this year. Opening day of muskie season, I got a 42 and three ace. Shallow water, glide bait. And luckily he was, my buddy was nearby in his regular boat. So I still needed a regular boat. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> because all my grippers and all my gear and the excitement of fighting that fish and they all ended up missing. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, I need help. He <laughs> flying right. across the lake and he helped me and we got her taken care of and he measured up real good. And so, yeah, that's the biggest one. Awesome. What about uh, bass? Bass was um, in Newport Ritchie in Florida. And it was a uh, cast out to this. I was watching like three foot gar travel through. I'm like, God, if I could get one of those. I knew I wasn't prepared for it, but it would have been cool to have for a second. But I started casting just this little top water again, and 
I tweaked it twice, and I you would have thought it was a bluegill. It was a little tiny top water, and I just saw this little tiny bloop, just this little peck. I'm like, eh, whatever, and I set the hook because it just like sucked it under, and I'm like, oh, well, this is better fish. And then it came out, bruce, bruce, 23 inch largemouth. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that was the biggest I ever got. And I was like, the way it bit though, you would have thought I caught a bluegill, you know? Yeah. It threw me off really good. I set the hook. I'm like, oh, there's trees over there. Maybe I'm hooked in a tree. Nope. <laughs> right? Yeah. The same thing happened to me at Banner this past fall. Um, it was, was it October? When was that? I'd have to look back and see when it was. But uh, I was fishing a plopper, and I was just slow rolling it. And, like, it wasn't an explosion. It, I didn't see a wake or anything, but it was just this little <laughs> Yeah. And I, if I thought I was like in the weeds. I was like, oh, did I get in the weeds? So I like jerked it up and it started fighting. I was like, oh, okay, I got a fish. Then it really started fighting. I was like, okay, yeah, I got a fish. And then I brought it up. I was like, holy crap. I almost, I was a quarter inch away from matching my overall personal best. I got a 21 and three quarter out of nice. banner. Nice. My, That's my best personal best bass was Kentucky Lake 22. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I was like a quarter inch off from that thing. I was just like, holy cow. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was just so subtle because it just like gulped it, but it wasn't a yeah. big anything. It was just. Yeah. You expect this big earth topping, you know, like bluegills can go, you know, pretty loud, but you get yep. a bass and a big bait and it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just slurp it. And it's just so subtle, you know, it's just yeah, like, like. It's it's a big bait and you're just like, num, num, whatever. <laughs> well yeah you were talking about you know your 20 inch smallies too um you. Your... <laughs> this, this, this stretch of the river if somebody wants to go on it oh. you, you just pound some you know some jigs in the bottom or whatever and you know you can probably run a, a red crane or a red uh, kvd or something and rip a lot of the bottom up and there's some big boulders, there's some trees in the water, there's a lot of stuff to work around, so it's kind of a good mixed uh, mixed bottom. You know, you got you got it from sand to rock to, and trees all in one area, and that's some of the areas that these are, of course, staging, so. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can almost guarantee somebody, someone in our group will pull out a 20 to 22-inch smallmouth out of this area when they oh. come through. There'll be an, I'm hoping there's enough lines in the water. They don't make me a liar. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The cameras will be working that day. <laughs> and, I, and I do plan on being on an online event during this trip. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yep, yep. You better be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> I was just thinking about, uh, I wanted to bring up uh, kayak wraps once I get it settled Ooh, yep. in. Mm-hmm. I've been working on some kayak wraps and I, Susie just recently saw some, I've got like a tribal looking, uh, fire tiger looking one. And I've awesome. got uh, a regular fire tiger. What's that? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I like that one a lot too. That's why I brought it up first, but, uh, I got the dark, the dark night one. I call it, uh, it looks like a little bit of carbon fiber and some stone look to it. And, uh, there's a couple like that, and uh, I got one that looks like a bass, one that looks like a, a blue, almost uh, metallic crankbait in a way. 
So there, I'm working on some more. I'm going to do an American flag looking one, but uh, eventually those will be out, you know, on the market. But I just, I want to, I don't do the printing. I do the graphic design. So I got to find someone out there that really says, Hey, I got it nailed. This stuff sticks forever. So that way when they get the decal, they feel happy with what's going on. I want to make sure the whole thing is from the graphic design to the, to the install that it's flawless for the customer. So. Nice. So yeah, if uh, any of our listeners out here make this stuff or know somebody who does, yeah, in oh. Martin's way. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's the great thing about you know the community of kayak fishing. You know, there's so many connections that you can have. You know, even when you're just getting started, because somebody knows somebody that does something, you know, whether it's making their own lures, making their own rods, um, you know, making logos, making wraps, whatever it may be, there is somebody out there doing something and somebody can help get you connected with. So, yeah, it's, it's truly, there's a lot of every walk of life people out there doing, you know, it, it's from, from your doctors to your radio DJs to whatever, to, you know, to a factory worker, they're all, have this passion for being in the water and some of its fishing tournaments. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to know who's all out there and, and, uh, the camaraderie that happens, yes. you know, when you get out and yeah, there, you know, you sit around in your little groups and most of the time we're eavesdropping on where somebody caught something, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what color it was, and like, oh, <laughs> but, but there's a business aspect to it too. So, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, uh, did you have anything else that you uh, wanted to add or uh, talk about? I'm sure there's a million things because I can talk forever. I'm that kind of person. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just want to say I'll just kind of leave it on note as I really hope I get a few extra people from this that want to come up and be a part of it. If you have any questions or anything like that, go to Angler One. I do have it spelled out on there, and I will get more into details, maybe altering the information. But it even has pin drops as to the dams, locations, and a little bit of information about what you can expect on that. So because I've done the trip a few times, I can tell, you know, kind of narrow it down to exactly where locations are. We can plan on everything, uh, food, water, drinks. I'll help out with any information that makes them feel safe and have fun on the trip. But the overall end game is that we hopefully get a lot of people there that will talk about doing the raffle. And then I'll build on the raffle portions as we go too, because I'm, figuring that all out in detail i'm gonna i'm thinking about using a pl prior platform but i'm gonna do a little uh hunting to see if there's another one that might be uh, a little better so we'll see what happens cool awesome awesome well yeah i'm uh looking forward to uh watching how all that goes and uh maybe gonna try to see if uh, i'm gonna be up in that area anytime you're on your trip and uh just uh take a swing by be like hey let's go fishing <laughs> yeah, let's nail some lips <laughs> right <laughs> oh man i i don't know about you but like last year was like the most amazing year for me for smallies and like i'm hooked on smallies now it's yeah, just a, i honest oh. i'm gonna come up with a nickname for him i'm trying to i'm gonna make a logo for smallmouth and i want to call him freshwater grouper because <laughs> <laughs> they always have the same shape some the same coloring and they fight like an ocean fish oh my so. gosh they sure do yeah yeah and they don't like to stay on the board <laughs> no it's, i was watching christine fisher's videos and i don't know if she's got a some kind of a taming device <laughs> right for those things she sets them down they lay there for her no i yeah. know that's not well, true you know, but i, I think it's also 
Yeah, the time of year, too, because at Lake St. Clair, you know, I was trying to remember, I didn't have that much of a problem, but when I was up in Manaqua uh, oh, back yeah, in, uh, oh, my God, I couldn't get them to stay still for even a second. Like, as soon as I would start to lift my hand up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I will say that. I don't know what it is. I 100% agree with you. I was out there and just trying to get a measurement. <laughs> they do not. They're, they, they'll fight you tooth and nail until yes. the last breath. Yes, they will. <laughs> yep, awesome, sure. awesome. Well, yeah, good times. And uh, again, we'll have uh, all those uh, links uh, posted here on our pages. We'll have uh, the links on our YouTube uh, post and whatnot. So that way you guys can get on there and follow Martin through his adventures and everything. And uh, yeah, so uh, on that. Oh, you know what? Um, one oh. other quick thing. Yep. yep. <laughs> so. Um, at the end of this episode, we are actually going to be doing something fun. So um, you get to choose a, a unique word, um, and uh, whoever comments on our post with this word, they get to win a paddle and fin hat. Nice. So, oh yeah, you get to choose the secret word. <laughs> Ooh. Let's do freshwater grouper. <laughs> All right, so yeah, listeners, uh, whoever is the first to comment freshwater grouper wins a paddle and fin hat. So yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, Martin, thanks again uh, for taking some time out today to chat, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing oh, you here soon. And uh, yeah, other than that, uh, we'll talk at you guys later. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.